Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with publisher Marcello Yaya, although not quite as always. You might see there's a different vantage point here. Marcello was standing on a chair so that you can see these pages. And we're going to walk you through this week's news. Our top story is by Sean Mulcairin. He visited a farm up in the hill towns in Knox, owned by Nick Tomell, that's going to be featured as kind of a model by the Cornell Cooperative Extension. And not only did Sean tour this beautiful farm, but wove through his story a look at the challenges and benefits of modern agriculture. H. Rose Schneider, who's closely been following the hotly contested school board election in Bern, reports that Randy Bashwinger, ousted the incumbent Lillian Sisson Chrysler by just 44 votes. Meanwhile, the budget passed in a landslide, and Elizabeth Floyd Mayer put on her walking shoes and tick-proof clothes and followed this man, Stephen Ryder, into the pine bush to look at the various ancient roads, hundreds of years old, some of them that still survive in the pine bush. And that is what our editorial is on, illustrated just perfectly by Carol Coogan. Um, This letter from Stephen Ryder seems to be indicating that the Pine Bush Preserve Commission is putting ecology over history. And we're advocating that history and ecology can walk side by side. Um, We go over some of the really important points of history that still exist in these roads. The Palatines, oppressed in their homelands, now Germany, going to England and then to America, and finally marching their way up the steep Helderbergs to settle what we now know is the hill towns, and that road still exists, as does the King's Highway, which Ryder has informed Elizabeth was traveled on by George Washington. And we believe the talented folks at the preserve would be able to incorporate through signs or instruction some of those wonderful bits of history while people are enjoying the preserve for its important ecological reasons. We also have a letter from Thomas Revit, who is taking a look at the recent downfall of Eric Schneiderman, Attorney General, and comparing it uh, in some ways to the what he considers the bullying of Father Peter Young. And we have a letter from Linda Pasquale, the clerk treasurer, and Richard Strott, the village trustee in Voorheesville, inviting the public to a May 22nd viewing of the sidewalk plans and comments are welcome, so we urge you to go and participate. Two pictures were submitted by Don Jordan, who's the secretary for the Helderberg Hilltowns Association and the Hilltown Regional Historic Summit, and a whole series of events is being planned to celebrate and explore and understand the anti-rent wars, which started in Bern, and the kickoff event is Monday, and here Zini Glavio is presenting books that she secured, one of them to the head of the Friends of the Bern Library, Donna Gwynn, and the author of this book, who borrowed from the classic Chrisman Tin Horns and Calico and wrote a children's book called Calico and Tin Horns, and she will be speaking at the Bern Library Monday, and there's also a walking path in Knox with pages of that book displayed so children can read and learn as they walk. And that, of course, is the sort of idea we're 
proposing for here. We have a letter from Joel Wilsey, uh, councilman on the Birdtown board, who took exception to a comment that Randy Bashwinger made that he hasn't um, caused any further investigations of Mr. Wilsey's propriety at work, when in fact Mr. Wilsey says he has and sent us a lot of evidence to back up his letter. Dory Jalbert, one of the daughters of Ed and Betty Cowley, writes us a touching, heartfelt letter about all the people that helped her and her husband as Betty died and was allowed to come from the hospital home to the house she and her husband had built in the 1960s, which is a place of art with her gardens and his paintings and stained glass. Then we get some much-needed comic relief from John R. Williams and the old men of the mountain are remembering when fireflies would light the way and there were honeybees by the gazillion. Judy Deneen has invited the public to come to a Hilltown's Players series of skits, Carol Burnett style, that will be going on at the church here in Altamont. And Mark Grimm has written about a proposal. He and a Democrat, he makes a point, one from each party, have proposed that they say we'll modernize the legislature so that bills can be tracked online by citizens. And we had here a letter from Sean Lyons, the supervisor in Bern, outlining the cleaning up that's going on, preparing for the great Memorial Day parade in Bern, which is on Memorial Day itself. And we have a column from Linda Miller at the Caregivers, um, talking about the wonderful celebration. It's an annual event held for the many volunteers. And we have a column by Mary Ellen Johnson, who writes, of course, about Gilderland history and took a very close and poignant look at some of the celebrations for Memorial Day right here in Gilderland. This is at the cemetery that still exists, Prospect Hill, minus the eagle for this monument to the war dead, and the gazebo that hosted many celebrations and speakers and talks just about how much it meant so soon after the Civil War. Rose has written about the county planning board spurning a proposal for a Knox business district. Their concerns echoed those of the Knox planning board, which the town board decided to overlook in the push to make another business district. That's yet to be decided. Sean has been following for months, uh, and it's really been a 10-year discussion, but finally voted in place by the town board a Hamlet zoning law. And once again, we run the map you are now familiar with, and that will go into effect as soon as it's filed. Elizabeth wrote about this man. Christopher Laviano, who's photographed here in the posh real estate office he made out of sort of a rundown massage parlor, which was in the news for arrests on Western Avenue, and he's bought a similar massage parlor just down the block, and he and his wife are going to make it into a liquor store. Elizabeth also wrote about three warehouses in the Northeastern Industrial Park that sold for a shockingly low amount of money compared to their assessment and compared to what they had sold for 11 years ago. Completing our business corner, we have news of Sean McGuire, who has 
completed um, a coursework that will allow him to be certified in planning. And we have um, a notice on Sienna Freeman Tolbert, who is a lawyer and has done a lot of work helping immigrants, even those in prison. She's been named to the 40 Under 40 of the Albany Business Review. Then we have two pages of school board's elections capturing many uh, <laughs> magic moments because it was good news all across the state. Well, well over 90% of school budgets passed, and that's true in Burnox, Westerlo, in Gilderland, and in Voorheesville. In Gilderland, returned to their seats were President of the Board um, Christine Hayes and Vice President Seema Rivera, the top vote-getter, newcomer uh, Sean McGuire was elected, as was this young board member, very interesting ideas, Benjamin Goes, and he brought with him students and friends who have supported him in his run, and they even served sparkling <laughs> cider in celebration. And in Voorheesville, Cynthia Monahan was unopposed, as was Michael Canfora, and they're waiting for budget results, which you can see were good. Not only the budget passed, but also the capital project, and Sean talked to Supervisor Hunt here with David Gibson, a former school board member and also now a library board member as they, uh, Mr. Hunt went over how that project will unfold. Rose has written about two of the Helderberg Hills towns seeking grant money from the New York State Energy and Research Development Authority for green initiatives. When you complete a certain number of these actions, they're called, you can get grant money. Knox was way ahead of the game under the leadership of Amy Bacorny, and now I believe it's Mr. Saddlemeyer shepherding it through, is expected to get $130,000, but Burns hoping for $30,000, Westerlo for $35,000. And Rose also wrote about a happy town board meeting in Knox where Mary Ellen Gillis, who has worked for a long time on securing funds, grants, and is now got in hand, or about to be this summer in July, playground equipment and is calling on townspeople to help build that playground. Dennis Sullivan was in the wrong place at the right time on Friday and took a series of pictures of the beloved icon Voorheesville Diner being torn down. And that got a lot of traffic on our website. Also, just a reminder to people, in all of our towns, Grievance Day is this upcoming Tuesday. It gives you a chance to go before the Board of Assessment Review in your town if you feel your assessments are too high and come in with comparables and make your case. This is Annette Landry, and we're so happy that she talked to Rose, our reporter. She's the principal of the Bird Knox Westerl Elementary School, and readers will know we've had a series of stories about an incident at school, and she gave her perspective here. Rose also included the superintendent's perspective, who still did not talk to us, but she, you know, quoted from a letter he sent out on the school news notifier explaining that bullying, when it happens, is addressed at BKW, he says. Um, Sean Mulcairin has followed up on a story that he started during budget time, looking at inequities for opportunities for girls in sports in Voorheesville. And even though that's true of all the schools we cover, Voorheesville, who's, they're not in violation legally of Title IX, they're forging ahead to get a level playing field, and they're adding indoor track, which is open to boys and girls for next year, and they're considering lacrosse for girls at the modified level. That's um, eighth grade, you know, junior high, middle school level. Arrests is always in our blotters. 
there was a lawsuit filed by the state yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> Seems longer ago than that. But the acting uh, attorney general, um, Barbara Underwood, um, has announced that the pet zone stores, and we have one right here in Gilderland in um, Crossgates Mall, um, are the suit would bar them from ever selling live animals in New York. I've listed all the different allegations against them. Couldn't get a response from the company. Did talk to an employee who says that store is open. Um, according to the suit, they're allowed, according to a court order from a judge, they're allowed to uh, sell the animals they have but not bring in new animals to sell. Other crime stories, uh, 28-year-old Johnsonville man was charged for sexually, ass- sexually assaulting a teenage boy. A mother-son duo is charged with stealing more than $400,000 from her not-for-profit workplace. And Gilderland police have issued a scam alert. You can no longer believe the number that comes up on your phone is being the correct number if it says Gilderland police. And um, they're telling you things that sound unlikely. Don't believe it. This is Jesse Summer in this picture. He was paratrooping with his parachute behind him. He is now no longer with the 81st Airborne, but instead is with the 10th Mountain Mountain Troop in Iraq. And we had just a fascinating conversation that you can listen on to through our podcast. I also wrote about the latest invasive species um, that the Department of Environmental Conservation is asking the public to report if they see. This is the lanternfly, and apparently is quite prevalent in neighboring Pennsylvania, and it causes a sticky substance that is very difficult for people to deal with, and you're urged to let the DEC know if you see such an insect. This is more on the Tamel Farm in Knox, just a beautiful new barn that incorporates a very old barn, um, some of the cattle, and really a fascinating story. Sean also went downtown to Equinox to meet Giovanni Palmer, who's being honored by the Rotary just this week. He's one of a number of students who has just excelled, overcoming very difficult conditions in his life, and he's now been hired as a youth leader at Equinox, and we commend him and urge you to read his story story. Libraries, as always, are bursting with activities. <laughs> the new library director in Bern, Kathy Stemple, who has run the story time for ages, wrote in that lots of babies came to the story time in Bern, and you can see them all. In Gilderland, a professor at U Albany, Rob Edelman, is going to be speaking about his book that talks about baseball players who have gone on to screen careers. And here we have another wonderful picture from Kristen Roberts. This is a game called Connect Four in Giant Size, and you can see peeking through the holes a little girl with a pink hair bow ready to place her move, make her move. Lots and lots of classifieds. More on the Pine Bush Explorer, Mr. Ryder, and one of the trails that um, was part of the original King's Highway. And Elizabeth got all sides of the story and learned from the stewardship manager at the commission that because the Pine Bush is already bisected by the throughway and 155. It's got sort of four separate preserves, and the way these ancient highways go doesn't fit with the plan for restoring ecological order, although the Mary Ellen Johnson, our history columnist who's president of the Historical Society, Mr. Ryder, and some others are very eager to have some of this preserved. 
the community calendar has lots of events coming up. And sadly, as always, we have a few obituaries. Jenny Stevens, who worked side by side with her husband, Marshall Stevens, in the oil business many of our readers are familiar with, took her greatest joy in being a mother. Florence Danucci, um, she raised three children, and she had a fascinating life. She worked on secret nuclear submarines at Knowles, and she also worked in state health department labs. And here we have an obituary on Lynn uh, Wilson. She was known as Lynn. And um, she is just somebody who, through the words of her granddaughter, taught the family all kinds of things, often quoting Irish proverbs, and just is a woman I wish I had known. Um, when we get past our legal ads, we'll come out the other side with news from our Hill Active um, senior groups in the Hilltowns, the Helderberg Group by Madeline Bratt, Hilltowns by Alice Gibbs, and Gilderland with lots of activities as always. And we conclude with wonderful photographs by Michael Koff, Documenting here the um, Voorheesville softball team making valiant efforts but coming up short and concluding, and this is one of my favorite, favorite sports, Gilderland has unified teams that combine girls and boys, regular ed students with special ed students. They just have a great time and play great sports and the Dutch sailed past the Bengals. We congratulate them and wish you a good week.